Hey, welcome to Wired Shut. I'm your host, Logan. He's your host, Jesse. Your host, Jesse. He's your host, Logan. And see, guys, we've spent about 10 minutes trying to talk about Bright for seven minutes mm. without the recording working because my C drive was full of nonsense and therefore wouldn't wouldn't record sound. This D drive doesn't work either, am I right, ladies? Uh, <sighs> he's probably right. He's probably right. Um, suffice to say, Bright was a good movie. Don't believe what critics are saying. Nope. Focus on the characterization. Forget yep. about the plot. The plot's not super um, whatever. It doesn't need to be expanded on for an extended universe like every other fucking genre film does. It could be. Doesn't need it. Yeah, it's it's lethal weapon. Don't if, go uh, into it expecting a fucking expanded universe of fairy tale people in Los Angeles. Yeah, because I mean in the 80s, actually, now that I think about this, a uh, uh, lethal weapon had an Australian as an orc, effectively, because Australians back then were weird fairy tale people, pretty much. Also, it was heavily implied that he was some sort of government experiment. Really? Yeah, a lethal weapon. Oh. He is like a... Oh, I don't think a weapon. Yeah. That, that, um... A lethal weapon. There is supposed to be elaborate training Briggs. and horrific situation that has resulted in him being the like super soldier he is. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I don't remember... That that might be a, a like misinformation that I've picked yeah. up along the way, but I'm pretty confident that yeah, his character he's meant to be like a crazy loose cannon because he's unhinged due to past Ultra? trauma. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he's designed to be like a super cop. Huh? Do you think he's the same character as uh, as as he is in uh, Mad Max? What women want? Yes. Okay, cool. He's developed yeah, the, those superpowers. The chronology <laughs> is what women want. Yep then lethal weapon <laughs> then mad max then lethal weapon four. Oh, that makes sense yeah man it's part of the rambo extended universe yeah uh i like the fact that they managed to get four lethal weapons out before i think even you were born when the, is it the last one was in 1990 i think ah okay yeah, yeah. the it's been a lot of time Jet, before Jet, I was born for movies to be made, to be fair. Jet Lee was in the last one. Maybe it was a little bit later than I remember. We could Google it, but we're not going to. No. Jet, Jet Lee was already over 40 when he looked like he was in his early 20s. I am Eula. No, I'm nobody's bitch. You are my bitch. You are my. Cut my life into, into pieces. pieces. I'm pretty sure we've done this joke before. We just diatribed into well, Papa Roche. Uh, what's that movie called the one, the one. Mm. probably one of the greatest sci-fi up <laughs> sci-fi sci kung fu movies sci-fi sci kung fu sci-fi kung fu i like it sci-fu 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 okay like time cop i mean you could put matrix in there to yeah. give it some actual value but yes time <laughs> cop <laughs> which i've never seen i really want to make a sci-fu movie so Equilibrium would be a sci-fi movie. Yep. Because mm. Gun Carter is the uh, best. Snowpiercer. Oh, a post-Nisa. What? What? Post-Nisa? <laughs> I just swapped the letters around. <laughs> I like that it broke you. <laughs> you know, the one thing we you always do... I you extrapolating on sci-fi for like a post-apocalyptic version of sci-fi and I just couldn't work out what you'd fused together. No, no, it's just that one joke we do where we swap letters around. You mean Spoonerism? Mm. Yeah. It's it's not our joke. That was the thing before us. From the makers of Pig Latin comes Spoonerism. Mm. Um, 
Snowpiercer. Yeah. I, upon watching it with my girlfriend, I found she laughed at bits that I viewed as serious up till now. Like, which is which bit, So there's the bits where he loses the arm in the ice and the guy gets punished. Um, no, she she saw that reasonably horrifically. It was more... Um, finding the kid in the... I think it was actually when he shoved his arm in the machine to like forcibly put his hands upon the gears. And, the, and then stopped. That, that entire yeah. thing yeah, is like a, a Marxist <laughs> diatribe. <laughs> And it, um, it, 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 it leads to the whole, like, modern society has to be designed Here by that go. same mechanic, right? <laughs> I mean, we were talking about this earlier today when I brought out that board game. Made from, like, bug jelly biscuits. No, so the, they, they explicitly state that all, um, all interfighting between different groups inside the train mm. is specifically designed by the train leadership to give those people conflicts to give themselves meaning so they don't look for meaning greater than the system. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I... To what... Like, you can very clearly theoretically connect that to the actual world. Like, and it's another one of those things like um, so throughout the entire movie the main character is shown to believe in the notions of the world mm. above any individual person mm. he lets his best friend get killed rather than going back and trying to save him because he knows ultimately their mission is more important Yeah, and at the end until the um, kid proves otherwise to him he goes along with Ed Helms's shit and is willing to take on the Ed Helms Ed Ed Harris fuck not Ed Helms Ed Harris <laughs> I thought I was saying Ed Helms specifically so I didn't say Ed Harris because I was thinking of Ed Harris as the shitty um, lounge singing guy yeah um, that's Ed Helms right? that's Ed Helms yeah, yeah. yeah the, uh, <coughs> Mike Tyson Ooh. tattoo hangover dude breaking news Oh, who died it is the end times ladies and gentlemen in an interview with Prince Harry for the BBC, ex-US President Barack Obama warns of the harmful use of social media. Breaking news. Thanks, BBC. Yeah. And how'd they tell you that through, B- I through imagine social media? Because it was an interview with Prince Harry, I imagine it was like they tried to get Obama in a thing to con- to say he's like going to the wedding and say something gushy and Obama instead said something, tried to say something profound. I guarantee that's what happened. Granted, I know that um, Prince Harry is a part of a big, like, anti-cyberbullying thing that he's got a lot of celebrities connected with. Oh, really? Because that was... Have uh, you ever seen, like, that? He that did was a, Melania Trump's thing. When oh, I don't know anything is, about is that. Cy- but cyberbullying. 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 I'm, I'm of the firm belief, like, that conspiracy theory that she's long since killed herself and is just replaced by half, uh, half her, half Bruce Jenner lookalike people. It was just male CIA operatives in... Um, yeah, just in the ones that have the nicest gams. <laughs> That's where the show Transparent came from. It's actually a CIA covert operation to get the makeup down <laughs> to a fine art to transition a man into a woman. So we have a first lady man. The, the, the woman in charge of Transparent's a real cunt. Well, she... Apparently, I didn't watch Now, did it. she start off as a cunt or did she transition to one? <laughs> there's a tweet right there folks we're gonna we're gonna tweet that out later will we though i mean i really want to i mean i do too but i'm caught up between the fact that our regular lives are not entertainment based roles so we can't really be outspoken in real life 
Um, Who needs Facebook? But, no, no one listens to this. No. But um, she apparently basically, when they won the Emmy or whatever the fuck they won, basically got up on stage and said, hey, it's all good now. Transparent, my TV show just solved trans hate. Oh, was she being facetious? No. Or, oh, okay, she was... No, there. she was being entirely um, non-self-reflective. What are, What else has she created? I don't think much. Mm. I don't know. It's not, I'm not going to look. not like Gingy Cohen came out and said, look, I uh, I solved marijuana when, Gingy Cohen. when marijuana show weeds won awards. Ah. And then she's like, I solved prison when she did Orange is the, Orange is the New Black. New Black. I... The... To me, Orange is the New Black was just a way to see um, the hot redhead lady from um, that 70s show without a top on. Yeah, pretty much. It was all just an elaborate... It's just a prank. <laughs> By to me. To see Donna's boobs. <laughs> By me, to see Donna's boobs. I didn't care that she was tall and kind of um, punchy. <laughs> In that 70s show? Yeah, she punched Eric a lot, didn't she? Yeah. I, I just have a thing dominating redheads just like the fact that uh, it's uh, it's very clearly suggested that her parents were swingers in that show yeah mm. but I, I I suspect that's as well why their marriage collapsed <laughs> and um fuck what was I talking about uh Snowpiercer yeah Snowpiercer Ed Helms is where we got yeah, off Helm. track so the the um the the only like you can you can only grow within the system and mm. then inevitably your growth within the system is something planned by the system or something that the system is designed to allow for the only way you can truly escape is to destroy it or just jump off it yeah and if you do either of those things you've got to find a new system yeah, to survive you, you have to you literally one. have to because there's just ice planet yep you're you're in Ice Planet. I, I can't tell whether you're being facetious or actually continuing the. No, no, I am. That's what yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, once, yeah. You, once you're off, I was going to say you could derail the entire system, but then you've got to start from scratch again. Yeah, there and, is, and it's impossible. <coughs> you will die. You will die doing that. Yeah, and even the most positive main characters of the show were not 100 percent convinced that yeah. you could survive outside. Yeah. And it's it's safe to say, like any form of social growth, that the entire current generation that escapes that life. Yep. will die trying to establish a new one Yeah, well, before their kids even see I mean, any sort of progress. I mean, in the movie, a, a 17-year-old girl and like a 7 to 9-year-old boy get off the train alive and cons- visibly oh, it right. appears like think no one su- else gets off the train. Yeah, who survives? It's those two, eh? So, but these- best case scenario, they survive till adulthood, hook up, have one child. Yeah. Or multiple children who can never hook up with each other, and that's the end of their civilization. civilization yeah, like, I mean, we have to assume that because that that's train what they need is a sequel. Show, show us the. Does it need a sequel? No, it doesn't. No. But world building, because it, it does. Yeah, but the well, you know how I am against world building. Um, the there, there is no um, that that. The the train crashes violently. That but one one yeah. Like it, well, it doesn't really explode or anything, but none of those people are strapped in, no. and they showed that people can get hurt when the train just goes through turbulence. Yeah, yeah. So what happens to those people is probably violent death. Death splattered all over the insides of the walls. Uh, and the ones that probably were probably in a safe enough 
part of the train to survive would not have the survival skills to live outside the train nope most of them were high as kites 90% of the time yeah opium den yeah was it called chronol yeah chronol then a similar drug to the stuff in uh, Judge Dredd Scarface Lena Headey what's that called I think it's called it's called Crotus. it's got something to do with time yeah I don't know the the shit in um, can Carl I mean, Urban ever shave and have a completely like clean face or is he permanent five o'clock shadow he seems like the kind of guy who's just got permanent five o'clock shadow in, in my like visual memory I feel like the easiest way to be one of those people with permanent five o'clock shadow is just to have dark hair mm. I mean I don't have dark hair and I still struggle to shave completely and then you know you kind of three four hours later you look like shit big, again yeah, yeah but there's people like john ham that are those people that look like they have the bottom half of their head just colored and kind of grayish yeah as soon as you stop looking at him he's shaving his face to try to yeah and that they end up with that weird glossy sheen because the they're probably reshaving him in between shots <laughs> fucking man ape <laughs> all right let's take a 15 let's reshave the ham <laughs> shaved hat <laughs> I want to apologise to the listeners for that laugh I just did I want to apologise to John Ham. Ham, he, he'd take it yeah. if there's anything John Ham has proven it's that somebody that appears mostly as Don Draper to have absolutely no sense of humour mm. has a surprising sense of humour you know shaved ham your champagne ham you know it holds up forget that frisky dingo Barnaby Jones. Barnaby Jones. Nap. Why was he Australian? I don't know. He's an Australian raptor man alien. <laughs> His T-Rex feet were amazing. He has a visible groin bulge, <laughs> but he's face. naked. Why are you naked? <laughs> he's naked. He yeah, has a son. That's the thing. They established that his son wears clothes, and it's not because he was raised on Earth. It's because his son just wears clothes. <laughs> yeah. He's the least... Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, right. That kid his, is not well his adjusted. Mom, <laughs> his mum turns up and asks why he's naked. Yeah. Is he wearing clothes in, like, that aristocratic photo that always cuts to on the mantle? No. It's kill faces. You know. No. His son is, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... Fucking Wendell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is for Jody. And the the weird, the whole, the fact that um, Ray Gillette and Xander Cruz have the same voice, but yeah. they just don't. And, um, I mean, yeah, the, the, the good guy's the bad guy and the bad guy's the good guy. Yeah, it's great. You don't particularly root for either of them because they're both assholes. <laughs> I love the presidential election. That yeah, season, season was two so was good, yeah. great. Especially the start where he's like created his outreach center after he's lost all his money. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, yeah. He's wearing a, was it like a pink wife beater and no pants? Yeah. And he's just permanently blurred out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's drying. He's hanging up um, like rewashed he's condoms. Lucy's. Yeah. These are the Lucy's. <laughs> he picks up from the highway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's, he's just on a traffic island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the town. Let's mm. <laughs> let's Buzz Killface's van and with the jet, and he flies past and just blows all the windows up. 
It's a great show. It's a good show. The, um, cured global warming because he put the rocket on the wrong end of it. The annihilatrix. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of Santa Cruz's campaign promises a, a pedestrian overbridge from from Mexico to Canada to get so that illegal immigrants just bypass the US entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Which he literally calls mm. on TV the spick span. <laughs> <laughs> The, um, <laughs> the 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 episode where he completely misses the fact that cancer is not an STD <laughs> because he finds out he has a daughter and is mostly just concerned that he's going to get dick cancer. Yeah. Oh, because the mother died of cancer. Yeah. yeah right. Um, the crazy prostitute His just voice. mumbles incoherent nonsense and then says really specific stuff. Uh, yeah, she likes black. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah. black son of <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> Just the crazy Asian guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I am. We've lost you. Yeah. Um, the, the point of the matter is watch Frisky Dingo if you haven't already. If you don't know, it's the same guy. What's his name? Adam. I've just got Todd Brown stuck in my head. Not Todd Brown. I, I was thinking Adam Savage, not him either. Um, Adam, not Adam Levine. Adam. <laughs> not Adam Scott. Um, not Kristen Scott Talbot. Ah, Adam something or other. The same guy that made Archer. And uh, C-Lab. Yes, but fuck C-Lab. Is he even the head writer on C-Lab? Doesn't matter. It's bad. Yeah. It's... Yeah, they do a crossover with the C-Lab, remember? Oh, Archer. yeah, yeah. Or, you know, pay homage or whatever, but C-Lab is... Bad. That true height of Adult Swim, yeah. just horrific, Pure self-indulgent. Nonsense. You can't really watch it without being emotionally and mentally crippled. I think that was the idea of it is, um, hey, let's either cause people to become suicidal or let's just tap into that suicide market that doesn't go to sleep. Yeah, well, I mean, fucking, that was our late early 20s. Yeah, granted America has has had a long history of um, just standard midnight television. Yeah, but Which we never had. But time. Adult Swim was groundbreaking. When yeah. It turned oh, up. yeah, absolutely. Also, isn't it now like one of the highest rated modern networks in the United States? Oh, probably. Just because it it's so specific in its content and it has a diehard fan base that will happily watch anything they, they play put on. Yeah, it's probably at that point now. Mm. Also, they. They put, picked up a lot of Fox properties after Fox ditched them. Oh, they kept a lot of things, did they? Well, they 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 still own the U.S. distribution rights for Family Guy, don't they? Adult Swim. Yeah. In in the United States, at least during the early mid two thousands, Adult Swim played Family Guy. They played American Dad. They Is it still all owned by this. It was owned by the same people at that point, eh? Like Cartoon Network was owned by Fox. Yeah. Viacom. Yeah, Ted Turner. Ted Turner. Ted Turner. Turner. Yeah. Ted Turner. AOL Time Warner Company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, in that case, no, it wasn't Fox. It was Time Warner. Ah. Uh, they probably just had syndication rights. Yeah. To play to the... Uh, like, to fill their... Because their people... People who watch Adult Swim would also watch that. So you may as well all slap it on the same channel. Yeah. But how does that work in regards to... I don't care. Uh, uh, Adult Swim would pay a fee to Fox to play those shows and profit yeah. from them. Did you like Super Jail? I don't really remember it. I know it existed. 
it it was lasted a season. I'm concerned. Two seasons, four seasons. I'm may have gone more than that. Yet. And then there's all the other trashy shit. Arcee McGee, Moral Oral, Moral Oral was fine. They only got ran better. like one season, right? No, it did a couple of seasons. The first uh, season was driving, like hammering to death the whole Christian moral claymation yeah, puppety thing, was. and then it got really, really, really dark. The longer it went on, yeah, yeah. I only remember the episode where he's taught that masturbation's a sin, so he just knocks up the entire neighborhood <laughs> of women. Um, Squidbillies. Squidbillies. That I fucking hated until I watched it and then it grew on me. Yeah, like everything on that yeah. network. The, the probably greatest and most... Uh, what's it called? Fucking... <sighs> the, uh, Aquatine. Oh, yeah. The the longest running show on that network. Mm, by far. It's like 14 seasons? Something like that. Mm. Fuck, we watched all of that. Yep. It was hard. And going. all of those episodes could literally be scrambled in any order. Yeah. And they'd still just be episodes. They There's no yeah, they, they loss of quality. There's characters, no... but there's no real progression to any of it. No. And I mean, I was introduced to a lot of those early characters later on and then went back and watched the earlier season. Like, yeah. Oh, that's where Marculus comes yeah. from. That's where... MCP pants comes yeah, well, from. There are characters that turn up in like beyond season 10 that you didn't realize are from like the first season. Yeah, yeah. And that they're, they're introduced Dude. in ways they would introduce a character the first time with as much conviction as they'd bring someone back. Yeah, yeah. You really have no way of knowing whether it's <laughs> a continuation or whether there's any value to any of those characters. I mean, I definitely have a greatest hits of Aquatine episodes. Yeah, for sure. Kidney car. <laughs> um, Too wicked. The one where they go hide from the military. The one where um, Carl gets visited by the Terminator from Future. What's his name? Yeah, um, by the, the football player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just tries to get him down to all this. He kills her O'Connor. <laughs> Yeah. Is that, this is Linda Hamilton's house. <laughs> Chicano jersey? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That I'm really about. sorry about... Uh, Having disintegrated in the box. Stupid immigrants. <laughs> Too wicked. Uh, I'm sorry that I hit you with my car. Um, but as you should know, I was not waving you on. I was flipping you off. <laughs> the, uh, um, yeah. Was it that... But me, what you don't even need kids. I know it's selfish, mm. but I want some. That's what separates the bomb sh- from the other bomb. The one where Shake gets stuck in the video game. Oh, when he, he kills himself yeah, to yeah. try and haunt thingy through the game, and then he, and he gets stuck with that damn baby. He keeps crying. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, that, that was one of the worst movies. Oh yeah, but it's so good though. It's like three episodes back but it's, to back. It's, it's one of those ones where you sit there and you go, wait, is this bad on purpose? <laughs> like Tim and Eric's movies was, le- Tim and Eric's movie was legitimately, like, you know, when you, you usually the movie version of the thing is the same thing, yeah. but elevated. Yeah, yeah. Like all of a sudden the production quality's higher, yeah. the, the, there's way more cameos than usual, usually yeah. of a higher caliber. Yeah. Aquatine but didn't Aquatine have the, did the reverse. It had the drummer from Rush. <laughs> yeah. 
but it, it went back to like tropes and shit from season one yeah. it it made a character that was meant to be part of the team that clearly could never be part of the team because he was shit and didn't help and wasn't funny they, yeah brought back dr weird and the fucking was rabbit Ch- chicken brittle yeah yeah okay it was a, it was a... bruce campbell <laughs> Oh, fuck was it yeah. <laughs> well, okay the cameos were bigger than they normally were on yeah, the yeah. show which for that show is not chicken brutal yeah because no, I guess that's Final Cakes episode was pretty good what was that episode Oscar Tushka be somebody be somebody yeah. that was the um, the the parasite diet oh that's one. right yeah was it was it the the, the meanwhile wearing a headband working out long, the long island paradise diet yeah yeah that doesn't say paradise this is parasite Carl <laughs> yeah. just uh, on the, the swimming pool yeah the radio <laughs> radioactive black man yeah oh shake like me yeah that's the name of that episode so that is the best episode of that show just runs his hand yeah. down the wound uh, and then just flips in to be able to do that because he doesn't have arms yeah, yeah. the and banana oh fuck that tonight you, you. That that is a because I used to you know I had that second computer in my yeah, flat yeah. room and I used to just play videos on constantly. repeat, which is why it's drilled into uh, your head. And because those walls were thin enough that I could hear all those episodes, they're also drilled into my head. <laughs> yeah. I I can great. I can to this day um, still repeat entire dialogue from um, South Park episodes, yeah. but have no idea what the visuals look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't watch it I just heard it and mm. it played in my sleep and I have that like you're trying to memorize information or learn a language by playing it yourself in done, sleep. Do, done that with actual yeah we could have we could have yep. we did um, could have yeah a lot of people wouldn't be where they are now if it wasn't for us mm-hmm. yeah cool. the, the the fucking vignette making of their movie thing but it's not actually using footage from the movie yeah. it's just using stupid stock footage from recordings and it was it oh, now line. fillet me while I eat this expensive ham <laughs> and she did yeah. and it was good uh, the live action episode I really like that you had um, oh, H. H. John, John Benjamin, Benjamin and Shake and uh, fucking what's the um, uh, T-Pain T-Pain is um, Frylock Frylock and meanwhile was just a brown Swiss ball with the what voice of was a pink Swiss ball oh it was a brown Swiss ball yeah yeah yes. yeah there's even a I was just the voice of me, yeah. yeah. And Carl was just some guy that they uh, internet um, held an internet contest for to find a guy who looked exactly like Carl. Ah, that, that is what the fan base of that show would look like. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. yeah. Uh, Tonight, Tonight, and he just works at a um, bouncy castle emporium. <sighs> Fucking hell! Yeah. What else was there? Oh, um, I still need to go back and watch. I remember that T Pain actually had the jewel on his back too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I still need to go back and watch all of Venture Brothers. Oh uh, yeah, I stopped once Brock left. Yeah, me too. I know that there was. Oh, I I went back after a while and watched it with it when it had the the pedophile dude with the H on his head. Yeah. Face. Yeah, and I watched part of that season and the boys started to grow up and stuff because the clones didn't keep going oh uh, yeah yeah went... but it it wasn't the same yeah and it, it was still really 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 odd and fun like in a good way yeah that it... they forced those kids to go through puberty and all of those like coming of life 
moments like you would in those very special episodes but with an active pedophile <laughs> who was trying to repress those urges while these two young boys were becoming sexually active yeah it was and the fact that Vin- uh, venture was just so completely in his own world that he didn't never paid attention to how possibly damaging that would no. be to all parties and did he know the guy was a pedophile i think he did he just didn't care didn't care yeah. He well, just wanted uh, somebody who was actively interested in raising those kids because he couldn't be bothered. <laughs> and now if you're talking about world building, yeah. the whole idea that um, there's a an agency that... Uh, was it two agencies? That are like unions for good guys and bad guys and you get paired up with a villain if you're a um, super scientist yeah. and you like square off against each other and it's all played off and very sort of... Um, like marriage ways and yeah, there's like yeah, the, the there's a social order to everything a yeah. co- bureaucracy and a contract to almost like the government realise that these people are always just going to rise up in this world and yeah. do these things so we may as well try to regulate it yeah and it's, it's full of really random one off lines that imply weird huge amounts of shit is going on like the he just killed the president and then someone says the president's not the president you know that <laughs> It just, just like walks away. <laughs> the the two government agents, the the philatelist and the lepidopterist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, the and yeah. that being a henchman is just an established possible career career choice. Yeah, yeah. You're not aspirational. None or of unique these people enough. are necessarily evil. None of these people. Are, yeah, that's right. You get into henching if you're a nobody that's yeah. not interesting. Eh? Yeah. And, or especially the fact that you just may not actually be evil you just need a steady 401k and health yeah, plan yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, for some reason henching seems to be a more stable and easy job than whatever the good guy equivalent to that would be I think it's just standard adventuring and um, bounty work like Brock did right becoming an actual agent yeah tasked with protecting and and then there's all the like you remember the the, the skinny guy and the fat guy the the Oh, the come on. Yeah. yeah. Number 23. Is it Ray Romano? Yeah. <laughs> and they, Discount Ray Romano. Oh, come on, Kevin Smith. <laughs> and then what happens is like, one time Brock Sampson like cuts the skinny one in half. Yeah, he kills him. Yeah, and yeah, then and the and fat then one the fat has to one, grow without him. And it follows him over the course of the season, becoming his own self-sufficient yeah. man with muscles and Tends rips his like sleeves off. And... Brock Lesnar-sized, but still kind of podgy. Yeah, yeah giant angry guy um yes yeah. still cuts a massive yeah. nerd yeah. cuts his sleeves off still wears the hat but almost becomes his own bad guy yeah yeah and it like it, it all the characters it still effectively sort of maintained a status quo yeah yeah but it grew and it managed to do both really well it's it's one of like Archer does it too, where you're like, this I is think it's almost because, staying in the same place, but it's. I very think it's much because moving. they spend enough time setting the status quo that they don't just rip it out from under you. Yeah, they rip the situation out from under the people, but they don't change the dynamic ever. And it's it's a weird thing because you think about all the shows you um, watch that refuse to grow, mm. and then you get these random key ones that will always grow you don't really have control of that as an audience member and like the most you can do is kind of 
latch on to the seasons that were where you yeah, liked. Exactly. And it works well when you've got an ensemble because you don't force everyone through those changes all at the same time. You just do it piece by piece yeah. until you realise, oh, okay. It's not the same thing anymore. Yeah. and That justifiably, yeah, Brock Sampson should leave at this point. Yeah. There's nothing here for him anymore. Yeah. And it, um, it, when you make things finite, it gives them more value. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I, probably why I hate massive genre movies that are part of expanded universe yeah yeah because they just go and because go in order for it to maintain no forever end. nothing can be important yeah exactly um because they can map it out all they like but it's an indefinite map so yeah. there's no real destination like the, the 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 episode where shit i don't even remember the kids names do you uh oh hank and Hank's the blonde. Hank and Dean. Hank and Dean, yeah. The the episode where they both just die. Yeah. The like, first time you're like, the fuck? It's like the four fuck? seasons of this. Yeah. The hell is this happening? Yeah. Is, and that, it's just is like, that just them dying? We're waiting now? for like a like a time travel thing or like a, um, oh, those were robots, but now they were clearly flesh and blood or like. Yeah. Because like before that, what had you what? seen? What had you seen as a cartoon show yeah. that. The, the only thing I can remember as a cartoon show from being a kid that legitimately moved on and made it so that it could never go back was Reboot. Reboot, I was about to say. The only thing I can think of is Reboot when Bob disappears. Yeah, the- Reboot was your main hero goes fucking missing. Yeah. In his absence, all the other characters are damaged because they relied on him. It turns um, Enzo into a... That was a great show. So good. It forced everyone else to adapt and evolve. And yeah, Enzo was legitimately damaged and led a specific life because he was damaged by the loss of his idol. Like he was upgraded to be the guardian yeah. immediately after Bob disappeared because Bob disappeared. It forced a child to grow up. Yeah, but gave him all the all the growth of what an adult but should he, have but like programming was didn't he like stick around for a little bit and then said nah fuck this yeah he did because yeah. he goes after no he went to go find Bob yeah that was his mission they all realised that we need Bob back we need to re-establish the status quo did Bob take on the role of the guardian I think so yeah, he, Enzo was selected eh, by the user well, it was just selected by the program. Oh, I feel like there was a, a will of the system that mm. was separate to the user. The user was always like a blind antagonist. Yeah, yeah. More of a catalyst, really. Um, and then when he finally finds Bob, Bob, like, isn't quite Bob. No, he's a god? He, Almost? No, he's, he's been he's, through such a... Because they, they all existed with, like, key information that yeah. sort of made them who they were. And when he finds Bob, Bob's like a warped, scrambled version of Bob. Yeah. And he's not quite the same person. And they all desperately just want him to be Being Bob the original again. Bob, yeah, yeah. And then a Bob turns up who is just the original Bob. Yeah, it's kind and of... And it's like a big... Like they into they, the system, hey? Yeah, and yeah. They, they... And that's they, the thing. They didn't kill off either of them. They just kept them. No, they... they do you uh, remember what happens? No, no. So they, they deny the real Bob, who is the changed Bob. Yeah, yeah. And then the fake Bob, who's like a... Yeah, perfect Bob as they remember him. Yeah. Turns out to be Megabyte. Yeah, has that's rewritten right. himself to be. Is. I think that's a movie. Yeah, it ends on a movie. Yeah. That's that's yeah, that's and like uh, 
Megabyte, simultaneously horrifically evil, mm. also not that bad a dude. No, no. Just like he, he legitimately helped them on multiple occasions and then also didn't. And, but self-serving but but in other things you saw him legitimately out and out murder yeah yeah which you don't see on a lot of kids things like you know how they dehumanized yeah, yeah. every other like the to make them look like bots or yeah the yeah. less important you were as a character the less um face you had basically hum- yeah, an eye or, well, yeah. yeah an eye and a mouth on a, on a cube or yeah. yeah and he legitimately killed those things but that's the thing they put so much emotion into those things faces because they're such simple designs yeah. that you felt more for them than yeah. you would like, seem imagine like imagine if you watched a bloody um uh one of those stupid yellow things with the one eye minions yeah if you watched a minion die yeah it'd be so much harder it to is watch. objectively <laughs> horrific because those things as much as they're supposed to be like bad guy henchmen and i'm pretty sure if you watch one of the movies heaps of them die oh yeah they die all the time yeah yeah but to just watch one out and out be killed by a, a character picked up and murdered yeah, yeah. is horrific yeah you just gotta keep telling yourself it's just data man it's just data yeah it's just data or I remember the episode okay. where they have a talent show and one of those robots legitimately just craps out and f- gets freaked out on stage falls to bits yeah stops moving and then is swept off the stage <laughs> <laughs> and it just you know those weird things when you're a kid and it's like wait what? Did he just die? Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, um. There's always those weird moments. But yeah, it, continuity. Change. Forcing you to adapt and accept change. Yep. Forcing you to accept growth. Forcing you to view your hero in a new light and understand that there's no way that they can ever just be that thing that you idolized. Mm. They are themselves a thing which exists in the world that you might not agree with in some ways and like did a brilliant thing too by the time it got to that season and did that that you stopped thinking oh i just want to be bob if i was to be in this world or play this game right now i want to be bob yeah it expanded to the point where like no i can't pick who i want to be <laughs> there's so many cool characters yeah. now <laughs> yeah and it, it um dot ceased to be uh, bob's like love interest and in, in damsel in distress mm. she basically took over charge of the entire world if i remember yeah. right well she was always kind of like that but she never got the opportunity to actually lead in the first place yeah. she, she yeah. was capable she was always second fiddle and got her own storylines involved once the games started sometimes she was the main point of the game as well depending on what character she got booted up as yeah but yeah, yeah by and large when bob, bob it was bob's job to fix the game yeah to to end the game and then Enzo turned from um, the, the the sort of because he, he tended to be the one that got them into trouble a lot of the yeah, time yeah. because he, he was always trying to follow Bob and trying to emulate his hero mm. and then fucking adult Enzo has like a robot eye mm. carries guns <laughs> which I don't think any character ever did up to that no, point no they didn't need to they're like energy blast and shit yeah he was the first one that legitimately just had a gun in his hand yeah it's did he i can't remember did he get upgraded to be the guardian or did he get stuck as his game character uh no so when he gets thrown into the internet yeah it's implied that um so it's it's like so much information bombardment that he literally like evolved experienced 
I think a, a lifetime's worth of information and adventures in and was grizzled. Yeah. Yeah, in a very short space of time, which you don't really see. Mm. So you went it's one of those situations where I don't think time is necessarily um yeah it's irrelevant it's, it's because not relative like the the time you spend on the internet all zeros and ones man they're all zeros yeah, and ones versus the time you spend in the mainframe is the, the two are not constant and that's the thing even when it was a game of the week or a villain of the week kind of storyline the stakes were always like fuck if they don't actually complete this they could be stuck in the game not stuck in the game stuck as their characters isn't it part of the thing that they get stuck in the game I think if you if they don't yeah, if they don't if do you, it before the cube reaches them the the game once it, you have to either beat the user yeah or or you there was some sort of real some of them were like survival based but yeah if there were some did, real stakes to them not, not always said and the stakes weren't always they die they're out of the game because you as a kid you, even then you'd think oh they'll never die because it's a show don't they need to come back but don't you just get like purple statue frozen there's some sort of real world there's, there's some sort of permanent like consequence yeah cubes eh? yeah you're right something because you i'm pretty sure it's got, they got stuck as their game characters which is not what they want because sometimes you get turned into like a butterfly or something completely yeah. inconsequential to the overall game but you are part of the game and so there was always a risk of that and that's it was always enjoyable to watch that because you'd think oh the show could still go on if they were forced to be stuck as that for a while yeah I mean it's like once one of the kids and animals got yeah, stuck I was literally bird, thinking yeah. when Tobias became the bird Tobias. and got stuck as the bird fuck and then later on they um, reverse he, he, he gained the ability to turn into the human Tobias yeah. so he animorphed from bird into person but couldn't could only stay. do it for 30 minutes an hour is an hour wasn't it is an yeah. hour so he you just do that st- oh but he didn't want to lose the yeah, ability to morph powers, yeah. mm. <laughs> he's a teenager man it was the 90s last thing you want to do is actually be yourself yeah that think about everything everything about teenagers from when we were teenagers involved um finding out you had powers teenage when we were kids yeah 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 whereas captain planet everything for teenagers or young adults or whatever now is extremely nihilistic and apocalyptic yeah shit wasn't apocalyptic when we were kids nope like there was there was invasions like the yurks and there was there's world events yeah and world changing events but it's mostly aliens if you think about it and uh yeah future there was futurism but there wasn't post-apocalyptic no, scenarios. Yeah, there, there wasn't that same level of nihilism. There was. You were always fighting back. You weren't necessarily winning, mm. but I don't think the world was ever ending as a result of it. You were special. Yeah. Buffy. Yeah. You never. Uh, Big Wolf on campus. Some would say the better of the Buffies. It's true. I would. I would. I. What? Are we just like a key level of too many years younger to have appreciated Buffy, Buffy properly I mean probably but we've watched later Joss Whedon shows and thought eh I always thought Joss Whedon's shit was kind of douchey but like it was just kind of cheesy to me mm. it's um, definitely of a TV quality yeah extremely yeah but like 
like I he's wonder if we almost like he's the reason that TV, the bar for TV, was set so low for so long that no one took it seriously. Part of that problem. Yeah, well, I, even the stuff, the really good stories and the really well developed arcs and everything, but and even world building, those back then cheap and and were always hokey. status quo based. Yeah, exactly. You'd have like a event, like a season ender event. Mm. Now, yeah, that'd still be formulaic yeah. and um, network based, and and maybe one character would die and yeah. then inevitably be replaced by somebody who basically fills the exact same role for next season. Yeah, yeah. but I at you I've, charmed. Yeah. Oh, our sister died. Oh, here's a new sister. Here's McLeod's new. daughters. Oh, our yeah. family keeps dying in complete yeah, at least, white. At least Charmed had magic and demons and stuff, and the sisters were. So did McLeod's daughters. <laughs> <laughs> they, the main one, right? She was the demon. Yeah. The one that fell off the the cliff and died. <laughs> apparently, what was McLeod. The name? McLeod. McLeod. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, McLeod uh, made a made a pact with the devil for a farm or something because everyone who bears the McLeod name and those who love them seem to die Die, on that farm. But, um, shit, what was I I saying? Yeah, I did hear, I think it was Scott Bromley on the comedy button saying, I feel like I've referenced this on a podcast before. You have another podcast? No, no, I, I, I'm, it's probably this one mm, that's fine if there's anything I've learned from Kevin Smith it's that you literally just say the same speech every time you do any sort of presentation for a podcast or live thingy mm, or mm. being a presenter you just tell the same story about how you made clerks over and over <laughs> and over you met Prince and he was a weird guy I think we just need to make clerks like our clerks um, he what was I talking about again I lost it Scott, Scott Bromley said um the key reason for formulaic tv among obviously keeping costs down yep. was you needed to ensure that your audience could tune in to any given episode and not be left behind yeah don't want to be alienated by the fact that they missed yeah. a week which too- does explain why um tv has gotten better as the technology has caught to, up and the yeah. freedom of the internet has created self-service yeah once yeah. The, yeah that's the thing any industry any anything yeah in this world that is a service or a product as soon as you can self-service it's a whole new ball game like it, it it's a it's the next level of any sort of service or industry or anything yeah yeah radio is obviously obsolete now because you've got spotify and streaming services where you get to pick your playlists and tv is the same with news you can pick the news whenever you want you don't have to wait for a daily yeah. newspaper to be delivered to your door phones you can literally be in contact with anyone at any given time and when they're not responding to your messages you take it as a personal social affront yep or assume they're dead cease to talk to you. <laughs> assume they hate you yeah cry or you could go days without talking to um you know your friends and family members because you have to be yeah, by well, phone catch them on the phone think Leave about message, that get back to them there was the 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 interpersonal relationships from your life that exist from pre-social media yeah are the ones where you probably have the least fear of not communicating with those people causing anything yeah like i mean so stronger more like um, we've known each other since we're about 15 
Yeah, and we we've we, and we've gone multiple years without ever really bothering to talk to each <laughs> other, and I don't think it ever fundamentally Changed. eroded our friendship. No, it, if anything, it strengthened it. Yeah, and if anything, but, age made us make an effort to hang out more. Yeah, I mean that's basically what caused the podcast to yeah, happen. Yeah, but the when the world man yeah gets whereas, on top of us and we've got no time yeah for each other. <laughs> Whereas other relationships that you created in the post that era when you were using Facebook, when you were using Messenger, when you were texting, I would argue require more constant effort to maintain. Yeah, you, you, uh, the best and lasting friendships are the ones that you can literally just message or see or f- yeah. you know, an event comes along once in a while and you go, oh, cool. And you, the next time you see them, you pick up exactly where you left yeah, off. Yeah, it's and never fundamentally different. You don't skip a beat. You don't feel like that there's a need to constantly reinforce that. But is that social media related? You don't need to or keep is that courting. more of a reference of like just more genuine we, friendship? We, yeah, we, uh, we, we're going through the social media expansion as we're also growing up into these yeah. late 20s, early 30s years where this may be just a common thing Come that people experience. That yeah. yeah, Where the relationships become more finite, yep. but stronger. Yep. And everything else is just noise. Yeah, that's true. There's just more noise now across everything, every platform. Well, I, I mean, I don't know about where you're at with that sort of thing, but I use Facebook Messenger to talk to people. Yeah. But I do not use Facebook. No. I, When I can be asked to use Twitter for the podcast, mm-hmm. I do not... And I want to be able to use Twitter more. Yeah. Like I've just got no energy or, or just I, time to I, sit on it and scroll and type and, and, and engage in that yeah, forum. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a forum. Yeah. I just have no it, time for it. I'll it, look on it every now and again to be like, oh, it would was, be easier cool. to do it in a job sense. But honestly, yeah. I don't think I still really understand how to use it. Mm. And uh, that's because you were, you've been forced to not be able to spend eight hours a day learning how to use it. Yeah, I suppose. Like if 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 I was working a role where social media management was part of the job, then I'd probably make an effort because you need to. But yeah. it, Twitter for me always seemed way too big for any one person to ever get a grip on how to accurately use it. Yeah. But I think that's probably me misunderstanding how to yeah. use it. It's pretty much it came about as a um, once your parents got on Facebook, everyone else who was still you know up with it just moved over to twitter and just yeah well the weird thing is like especially in because i i fucking think the black twitter is like a subset of twitter users yeah, yeah. in a community well with twitter you put it out the there, greatest you know? part mm-hmm. of twitter and probably the most funny part of social media you don't have friends but on, look, you don't have friends on twitter but you've if got you followers looked at it in terms of um people use it to text their friends Oh, really? But they use it publicly, publicly like I'm going to this party later. Yeah. And you say that as a tweet at your friend's Twitter. No, I'd never use it like that. I don't get it. No, it's got a DM function. Just private message them. It's it's active self-promotion. Yeah, exactly. At the same time as doing general, and that's the thing you see it on on the likes of Facebook and, and Facebook does it too. Yeah, but when people do that on Facebook, you're like, oh fuck off. Yeah, like no one cares. 
and yeah the the only to be fair i never consider it a social media in my head but the only social media site i use actively and even that i don't really contribute to is reddit yeah but i never contribute i'm a lurker yeah i sometimes try to i, I think about because it because i, I want thing to involved in. yeah but i also don't like the idea of freely providing to those who would pay for it mm. a cache of who i am and how i think yeah, yeah, yeah now yeah. i do recognize that enough people use the internet that i don't actually have to actively use it for them to categorize me yeah yeah the the based on your your the your, lack of use actually becomes your category whether yeah. you like it or not yeah. if there's enough big data on everyone else then by extension they already have your data if anything this podcast is the first step towards us redefining what because we're actually putting content out there as opposed to just absorbing it that's true yeah this is us actually being a part of the internet for mm. once finding an audience um we should wrap it up now yeah we should it's all right uh, this has been wired shut yes it has i've been your host jesse he's been your host jesse no. and he's been your host logan i have and am and may in future be your host logan we'll see if the contract gets renewed um, hit us up at the usual places. Yeah. At, uh, you know, shot. like you haven't been. Yeah, Twitter. You know, all I'm asking is We're, that you make like champion chills and actually reply to us. Yeah, come back to us, man. On, yeah. And listen to our shit. And, you know, what I'd like one day is for us to interact with people other than other podcasts. Yeah, ideally. Actually no, have real that people. is not to say that those podcasts are not all great people. <laughs> so good. Fucking we need to get on to uh, being on that other podcast that invited us on. Yes. yes. I was actually listening to one of their episodes the other day. It's um, pretty good. It's one of those shows that actually talks about shit and uh, does research. I was like, ah, do they know that we don't? It doesn't matter. If anything, we go in there and just act like... Wait. Teach us things, guys. What do you one know? Of, one of my... F- ideas i always wanted to try it was doing um interviews with absolutely no prep trying to go into interviews with celebrities yeah. as blindly as possible yeah yeah yeah. and because you think about how much uh interview gaps are based on the fact that you have misinformation or you didn't pay enough attention and you ask them a question you should know the answer to yeah 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 but then if you lead with that then any awkwardness is their own fault yeah so yeah. it's it's like inviting the gaff up front but then owning it mm. I, I think it'd be a good subversion of the genre I don't know anyway that's been us later people